Hello and welcome to Beautifully Nasty. I am your host, Bianca, and welcome. Oof, I was thinking a lot about what I wanted to say this week, and I think that one of the things I wanted to address was the energy that was felt I think all of last week, I, I I checked in with a lot of people and I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just post everything that had happened the week before, but found it hard personally for me to feel motivated to do a lot. And the things that I was doing felt really exhausting. And a lot of other people that I was talking to felt the same exact way. And I get it. And so... I wanted to say that you are not alone in the least cheesy way possible, but it is true. Like it's the beginning of the year. I feel like a lot of people have it in their head, like new year, new me, got to start the year off right. How I start the year sets the tone for the rest of the year. And it's like, that's great. If you want to do that during this time, during quarantine, life is really hard. It is not easy If you are feeling down and you're not finding the time to be motivated and it just, it isn't there, it's okay. It's completely normal. What I've realized during that time is take breaks, get off of social media, read a book. I have never read as much as I have during this time. And I think it's just because it allows me to, I put my phone away for an hour and I just read and it decompresses me so much. So do that or take an hour and be creative. Like if you just want to paint and listen to music and turn off your phone, do it. Do something when you are feeling anxious and like not motivated and just down on yourself, walk away and do something that's going to make you feel good. And I know that's easier said than done when we have work, but really try to take that opportunity when you really aren't feeling good about yourself and just having that lack of motivation. Or call a friend or email us or anything. Just reach out. Talk to talk to someone who's going to make you feel good. Just try to make yourself do something that brings you joy. And I promise you it will help. So you are not alone. This week was just rough, but we're all here together. We're going to get through this. You have people here in the Beautifully Nasty community who are all going through the same thing. And we are here for you. We want to help you. We want everyone to start feeling good about themselves. The first step is to just prioritize yourself and you will be amazing. (laughs) So with that being said, we have our next guest for the week. Her name is Annabelle Hope. She is one of my best friends. She is on this week to talk about her journey during quarantine and how it dramatically affected her life. And she talks about her depression and the lack of motivation, exactly what I was just talking about, how she used this time when she felt hopeless to create something for many artists during this time. I won't give it away. She'll talk about it in her episode, but it is a very inspiring episode and I am so excited to introduce her. So happy Wednesday and I hope you enjoy episode three with Annabelle Hope. Welcome everyone to the Beautifully Nasty podcast. Um, I'm your host, Bianca Vitali, and... I have a very special guest today. I actually know this woman. 
Whereas like my other guests, I I've never met in person. I brought on a friend for this episode because she's that special. And oh, her name is Annabelle Hope, my wonderful friend. Give her a round of applause. I invited her on the podcast for two reasons. Podcast is about self-love and I feel as though I always look at Annabelle as someone who has a lot of self-love because she just don't give up about what people think of her. She is just her from her style, how she interacts with anyone she meets, her interests, everything about you. You are just you and you won't meet anyone else like Annabelle. That's the thing. Like everyone, you're never going to meet someone who's like me, you, everyone out there. But Annabelle specifically, you (laughs) will meet her and you'll be like, yeah, I've never met anyone like you. I get it from my mom. (laughs) And I'm so happy to have her on here. So you get it from your mom. I get it from, my mom is an OOG. So I'm from San Francisco. I'm mm-hmm. from Baby Hunters Point. Shout out to the 94124, hey. 415, Hey Weird, Oakland, Yay Area, all that <laughs> good stuff. And so my mom, she really moved around a lot growing up. So she, her, my grandfather is, uh, was, he passed away in January. Love oh, you, Grandpa. Sorry. He, thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. He was a historian and his mom was a professor, excuse me, his wife. <laughs> <laughs> So they just moved around a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. She lived in Poland for a year. She ran away to France when she was 16 because she was over it. She was just really living her best life and very, very much was an original. And so she finally found her heart city in San Francisco. And so Aww. she made sure that we were born and raised here. And she loves San Francisco so much. And she is absolutely out of her mind. I would say that her spirit animal is an alligator. She has a giant plastic alligator that she keeps in the house. Oh. And it gets a little Santa hat at Christmas and it wears my little brother's old retainer. <laughs> what? What's, what's, what's their name? Captain Thingo. There you go. Captain Thingo. <laughs> I love Captain Thingo. Anywho, so I get it from my mom. My mom is truly original and my dad was a muralist. He also grew up in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And he's a muralist in Berkeley. So Dope. I didn't know that. Go, his profession when me and my little brothers were alive was a computer teacher. Oh, so he was I one knew of that. the first you knew that. So he was one of the first people trained to use a laptop and he became an educator at elementary schools teaching kids how to use a computer when it wasn't kind of something we were born into. And then now that profession is transformed more into like he teaches people how to use iMovie and like more more advanced computer skills. But That's... he retired recently. So shout out to him. D- so cool which is great because we're transitioning this month on the beautifully nasty podcast where it's Mm -hmm. how to love yourself in quarantine and then next month for february we are transitioning into how to love yourself as a creative so it's perfect that you're on for this episode because you are obviously everything that we're going to get into about quarantine is all about creatives and you are creative yourself so yes. it just yes. all works out you really yes. fit quite perfectly thank you so tell us about your story in general as far as how did you become the cute little creature that you are that's a perfect way of putting me a cute little creature um wow that is a very interesting question and I've been learning a lot about grant development mm-hmm. and uh, fellowship applications and things like that and kind of administrative literacy, which is intentionally set up to be difficult. 
it's little... not it's not easy it's like applying to college all over and applying to grants you're often expected to make a personal statement or like a tell us a little bit about yourself and so mm-hmm. that's it's a surprisingly difficult skill to articulate exactly who you are and what your beliefs and what has made you who you are while also hyping yourself up while also not appearing to have hubris right. without trying to it's a very complicated balance very so what balance. did you find out about yourself during this so what i found out about myself is that basically i really really like people and i really like making people feel seen and loved and at ease because a lot of growing up i didn't feel at ease mm-hmm. i felt really out of place I felt awkward. I mm-hmm. felt like I was trying to fit in. Yep. And then I had the opportunity to go. I'm so, so blessed to have been able to attend Fordham University. Go Rams! <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what I found out is that I'm like, here taking my Paul Bunyan stance, is that I really, <laughs> I really, really love people. And I really love helping joy enter people's lives, which is difficult especially when the joy is often presented to us as a product or mm-hmm. something easily attained if we were to only do this. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to extricate what is legitimate self-love and self-care and caring for one another and what is like kind of a, a corporate feeding tube. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I think something we've all been reassessing is like hustle, hustle, hustle. And then during quarantine, we're like, Oh, a lot of this hustle was kind of for nothing. And now it's just me. Yes. In my house for months. Yes. You just said it. I, I, ooh, I, that was kind of what, ooh, that, it's like, oh, it hits me every time when I think, when I go back to that place where the beginning of all of this and you're like, uh, I've been a struggling artist in New York City for a decade now, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm now back at my childhood home. And and I'm sitting here how I was when I was applying college. Like, what am I going to do with my life? And I'm sitting here again, like, what am I going to do with my life? It's a it's a crazy feeling. It's horrible, particularly for particularly for anyone at all in an artistic profession, mm-hmm. period, anyone. Because basically what we have been told by the government is you either really, really make it big mm-hmm. and then you kind of got all of your savings and your royalties and whatever to sit back on. And I do not begrudge those people. A lot of people have worked really hard to get where they are. For, of course. Absolutely. They should be proud of themselves. But on the other side of the coin, mm-hmm. people who it's not, you know, Disney contracts and Warner Brother and Hollywood and all that. And it's people who truly are taking it on a week-by-week, day-by-day basis. And the heart of most arts, aside from, I would say, visual arts and digital arts, and even then a a community and a a peer meetings and things Mm -hmm. like that are so important, and gallery shows and things like that, all of those arts rely on people being able to come together. And so the pandemic was like, nope, nope, period, done. Then on top of that, the vast majority of us, myself included, are cocktail waitresses, yep. babysitters, mm-hmm. bartenders, waiters, barbacks, cooks, things like this with and... variable hours and then also gone. Yes. So it's difficult to look around at all of your peers and people you care about 
mm-hmm. and yourself and to be like, oh, I ha- I no longer hold worth. Yep. I no longer hold value, which is a, a bit of a horrifying feeling experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like Annabelle and I, at the beginning of quarantine, we both moved home. We both were living in New York City. She moved back to the West Coast. I moved back to Boston and we would be on these like walks. You know how I was, I was always recommended during quarantine take a walk. (laughs) I I felt like that was always the go-to. You'd be like, I'm so fucking depressed. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who I am. Take a walk. Take a walk. (laughs) Just just take a walk. And I'm not, and I'm not diminishing that the walks weren't the, the walks were very helpful. It is good to though. Go take a walk. (laughs) And all of your problems will be solved. I would call Annabelle on these, on these bouts of depression walks that I would go on contemplating the meaning of life and what I'm doing. Mm. I I think just both of us being creatives in New York City who were trying to make it and were hustling every day to just be able to afford to live in the city, but also make it in our career. Yeah. Then to have all of those things taken away. Horrible too is then I was like, okay, 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 great. No job, living at home can't act all right what are my skills you know and then I'm looking at what I've got and I uh, this is this is not to diminish the skills I have but I chose to make a choice at a very young age that I want to be an actress exactly so then my entire career my education all of the jobs I have picked have been with the intent of funneling me towards that yeah so my resume is Bartender, bartender, waitress, West Elm cashier, bartender, bartender. <laughs> yeah. So then I'm like, okay, okay, I need a remote job. I need a remote job. Most of these are in the administrative field. I'm like, cool, cool. Got myself on an amazing job board called Six Degrees. You need a referral to get in there, but you know what? DM me. Uh, I'll I'll let a person in. Uh, tell them. So I was like, okay. Tell them you're at on IG. At, oh, this is funny because actually no one knows how to pronounce my. Instagram name I was I was like, do you do it? I'm pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's mean Dauphine. D-A-U-P-H-I-N-E. Dauphine means princess in French. And or it's the it's not princess. it's not even princess, it's the heir to the throne of France. Female. Oh so, okay. I'm, Look a, at I'm her. a mean Dauphine. She, <laughs> Anywho, so mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, let's apply to some arts administration roles because I was like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to pursue a different career that I'm probably going to have to stick with for a couple of years, mm-hmm. might as well try to get in adjacent to what I'd like to do. Learn some administrative skills, some corporate skills that can help out my, out my friends can give me a window into the other side. Great, great, great. Cool, cool, cool. Then all of these are like four to five years, direct marketing and grant development experience and we're like 10 plus years like executive level management and i'm like oh, oh, oh i can hey. act like i, I can fit the role. A margarita <laughs> like so then i was like oh god so then you lower the expectations again you go okay great lower mm-hmm. the expectations you're like great any nonprofit, any remote position gone so then you lower your expectations again. I was like, okay, I'll be a bud tender. I'll be a bud tender in San Francisco. Right. You need two years of bud tending experience. I'm like, okay, great, 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 great. Back to restaurants. Close, shut down. It's yeah. just, and so you just keep getting knocked down a peg and a peg and a peg. 
I, I, I swear to God, I've probably applied to over 50 jobs. No, nope, bottom remember, of my heart. I remember us talking and you being like, I don't know what to do. I'm so defeated. You just hit that point when you're just like, is, is the world ending? And it's just a big old sign telling me you messed up in this lifetime. But I, I think for me, at least, and I think maybe it's because I've been on this whole self-discovery journey during quarantine. Which we are so happy for. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I, I also, I've had to talk to myself to be more confident talking about this obviously because this is what the podcast is about the reason why i'm doing this podcast is because i noticed that everyone like myself this is all everyone was talking about via social media and they were just vomiting mm -hmm. their insecurities and their emotions which is fine because we all mm -hmm. were feeling it but i started not feeling as bad about myself when i realized that I wasn't alone. I knew I could call you and we'd be able to talk it out and be like, mm -hmm. I'm at a point that I'm just hitting where I feel like shit about myself. I don't know what to do. Was I doing the right thing? I think talking to friends is probably the most therapeutic thing for me to do when I'm in those oh, mindsets. Absolutely. And I feel really grateful that I have such great friends. And you, I, I know we share some of the same friends. I've met Annabelle's friends. We have really great supportive people in our lives. Which is such a... Such a blessing. But seeing beyond those people through the media, so many people struggling, I was like, wow, mm -hmm. okay, so I'm not alone. So what can I do to switch this dialogue in my head? I, I can figure it out. And I'm not at a lower level than everyone else because I don't have a mm. job right now. And preach on the feeling like a lower level mm -hmm. than other people. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that for me, my step was, okay, I need to get myself good. I need to feel good about myself before mm. I'm able to do anything with my life. And I think that was the next step. I went from really severe depression and feeling lost to being like, okay, I'm not alone in that feeling. I think what I need to do is get myself feeling good. And then I'll actually be able to start doing stuff. And so that took yeah. working on myself. So I don't know how it was for you in that process. Um, oh, man, I would say that I hit peak despair <laughs> late May. Uh -huh. I would say I had just moved back with my parents. Yep. Oh, can you hear the little birdie? I do. A Annabelle's outside everyone. Because obviously, Isn't it beautiful? they Look can't it. see it. I'm here on the East Coast, just freezing my ass <laughs> off. And she's just in a garden, glowing. <laughs> it's Sanko Slicko, so it's a, little, it's a little chilly. It's like probably 50, but there's a bluebird right over there. It's Aww. so gorgeous. I've been spending a lot of time in my backyard, which my mom kind of tends to, and that helps mm -hmm. her with her anxiety. So we have this really lucky to have this beautiful backyard. Aww. In the heart of the Bayview. Anywho, I would say I reached peakest despair mm -hmm. in late May. and. I had at that point had been unemployed for two months, two months, probably, yeah. mm -hmm. and had the had the unemployment on lock and was lucky enough to be receiving that, but was just really, really confused. And after high school, I moved to New York immediately to go mm -hmm. to college. So I do not have that many friends on the West Coast anymore. I would oh, say that I really okay. found 
my family and my tribe in New York because I had the opportunity not to reinvent myself. I wasn't like popping up in New York with a whole new attitude. <laughs> but but in, in high school, I really struggled with, I just felt, you know, awkward and ugly and terrible because it's mm-hmm. high school. So in, yeah. in New York, everyone does. Well, in high New York, be- you meet so many different people that you're like, yeah. oh, you're weird and I'm weird too. Oh, you can find someone. You go to New York and it's beautiful and a struggle at the same time. So then I was, I popped up in New York and had the opportunity to find my family, find people I love, you. We could name a myriad of other people, but definitely you are a cherished member of that Coast Support team. Anywho, so then when I came back to the West Coast, not only is a pandemic, so it's kind of like you're really, really picking who who has the privilege of being in your viral circle. Uh (laughs) Um, Wonderful. On top of that, there were very few people who were at a comfort level where they would want to see me, which is totally valid. Mm -hmm. You know, anytime anyone put down a boundary, hey, I know you've been seeing your friend from X place. I know that they're with their family and they've only been seeing them, but that's a few too many people for me. Obviously, I'm like heard, respected, great. All this to say, I was really not seeing anyone. It was just me in my house with my little brother who is currently in school right now and who just, we're filming this in December, so you all just finished your finals weeks. We love you. We see you. We do. He was really going through it. And my other little brother was in Santa Cruz. Also, they're twins. So they were both Mm -hmm. in school, both doing finals in school and just so miserable. So it was kind of just me and myself. And I basically just really, it it felt like being on summer vacation again. (laughs) You know, you have to ask people permission to see them. You have to call them and say, Hi, could I please speak to Eva? Hi, Mrs. Wright. Can I please speak to Eva? Yes. I was wondering if I could come over today. I'm going to wear a mask. We're going to sit in the backyard. We're going to be six feet away. I'll bring you a separate batch of cookies that I made with a hazmat suit on and disinfected the Ziploc baggies. So it ended up just being me in my backyard because I was like, okay, well, at least I'm in California and it's beautiful. So I'm going to try to be outside and be in Mm -hmm. nature as much as possible go on those walks and go on those walks maybe well and un- un- yeah. yeah 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 just go on those walks so it was just really kind of getting back to trying to figure out what made me happy again because mm-hmm. also when you're hustling so hard in new york and for your career you know you're working like 12 hour days and then you're kind of pounding a couple shots in the bar and being like joy that is my joy and <laughs> you go to sleep and you wake up and yeah you know, kind of frenetic like gah, 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 gah. so then suddenly i'm in the west coast no friends just me, just my backyard. What do you oh. like to do with yourself? And I was like, geez, Louise. Jeez. So uh, becoming comfortable with just being with myself again, mm-hmm. I started using marijuana medicinally okay. a lot. Okay. In like a, a far more like scheduled, intentional way. Uh-huh. How does one do that? It was like, okay, wake up, do my yoga, make sure I have breakfast, mm-hmm. hit lunch. I'm starting to feel anxious about, you know, social media is making me feel really anxious. I'm getting really tight and Mm -hmm. my heart rate is increasing. And oh my God, why are all these celebrities having fabulous lives and accomplishing lots of things and starting new businesses? And Mm -hmm. And then I'd be like, you know what? We're going to roll a joint joint. and we're going to take some deep breaths. I'm going to read a book. One thing that I've been talking about to some of my clients who I help Hmm. with life coaching, a few of them are like, how do I get things done when I love to smoke weed. 
I know that when you use it as a way to cope with anxiety, which a, a lot of people do, and then you hit that point where you start feeling bad about yourself because you're like, I'm just going to yeah. go smoke and it's going to make me feel better. And then I'm going to become a couch potato. Player. Yeah. And then you just get kind of muzzy. Exactly. <laughs> so not to make anyone feel badly, because I think no. a lot of people do this. So I'm in California where we're legal. Yay. So let's say I have like a, a hundred milligram pack of gummies, uh-huh. maybe instead of Usually I would take, you know, I don't know, 30 to 90, maybe this time. Yeah. <laughs> we take 10 and then you just get a little calm uh-huh. and you're still able to get things done. And I got really, really into lists and checking things off of lists mm-hmm. and making lists the great. lists. Lists are just orgasmic and then really breaking things I, down. No, it's like the list the underneath the list. That helped me. I think people... It, who have anxiety, lists are helpful in that sense. Write every little thing down. Every little thing. And then at the end of the day, you may have ticked 10 things and those 10 things may have been go to the bathroom, have a glass of water, open up Google Chrome, Mm -hmm. um, find (laughs) one website that might be about a grant, you know, blah, blah, blah. Very, very minute tasks. Yeah. Those 10 little minute tasks got you in a better headspace and are setting you up towards accomplishing bigger tasks. Yes. Yes. So they kind of like roll into big punani, massive (laughs) bong and dong project. I kind of went through the same thing where I was like, Mm. okay, I'm getting up. I'm kind Mm -hmm. of doing stuff. I'm getting up. Do you remember that? Do you remember that when it was just like, I got up? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was that. that I woke were, up. That that phase in quarantine comes Yay. in and out at times. Like I got up today, but that's real. Some days when you are suffering from depression, it, that that is real, and it is great if you do get up and you just do one thing to just make your mood lift a little bit, make you feel yeah. a little bit better. Yeah. Um, also, some more structure, like making. For me, I started forgetting to eat mm. because I, I, you're getting less hungry because you don't leave the house. Right. And you're really kind of pretty heavily disassociated from what's happening. Yeah. So then suddenly six o'clock rolls around and you're like, oh, I had a piece oh. of toast at 8 a.m. and that's it. So the structure of being like, it is 12 o'clock. I must now fuel my body. Yes. Even if it doesn't feel like I need to. Yeah. And inevitably, always, I would feel better. Yeah. You know, it is now six o'clock. That means it is time for me to eat something. Yes. Things like that. Both those things, making lists and then Mm. giving yourself structure. What I did with my list is that I would make the list the night before. And this is what's been working for me. And then I would... God, you're so elite. The night before. The night before. Because, you know, I'm just just laying there. So I might as well... (laughs) Write up a list. Just in bed, love. I've I've already been scrolling <laughs> on Instagram aimlessly all day, and mm-hmm. that's something that oh. I also had Don't to get, regulate for myself. Don't get Bianca and Annabelle started on. Yeah, oh. and I would prioritize when I'd wake up. I'd look at the list again, and then I'd be like, okay what are the three things that I can prioritize? I'm looking at this list, and my my mm-hmm. brain goes to those three things because those are the most important things for me today. Also. It got your brain excited. Those three things, your yeah. brain was like, oh, I want to do those. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. that's where the list making started. And then I started mm-hmm. adding structure. Once I added the structure, I was like, okay, 
whew, I can, I can do this. I, mm-hmm. I started checking things off the list. And when you check even the smallest thing off the list, you still are checking something off and it feels freaking good. It so just funny. does. It I don't does. know. It, it, it feels like, okay, I, 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 I can do this. I can make yeah. a step. I can get up and be a human. And that's yes. better than where, where I was before at the yes. start of this. I think people are probably all relating to this because this is something like we all were went through at the beginning of quarantine and yes. it was the middle. And yes. that's totally normal. And I think we are here to say that you were not alone during that process. No, not at all. So when did you start working on yourself? On myself? I would say just the whole dang time. Mm-hmm. You know, because we didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. It was like the the karmic circles that you all have to sit down and think about what is happening right now. Yeah. During late May, early June, the Black Lives Matter movement kicked off again. For people, there were a number of important things that happened because of social media and because of its relationship to the Black Lives Matter movement and because of the beautiful women who invented this movement. However, It was a Mm -hmm. really easy way for a lot of white people um, to host a black square and not really engage and just keep it pushing. And it really made me sick to my freaking stomach. Violence against the entire population of people. Right. And it was also like, cool, glad people are finally talking. But it, it just felt it felt really sickening. I hated the moments where that one person would start posting again and about their life and just really irrelevant things. Also, because since we were all remote and it was a pandemic, our understandings of one another were solely through the avatar of social media because social media is an avatar of self. You can present whatever you want to people on social media. So also really taking a lot of what people were doing with a grain of salt and so kind of going going back to self-love and feeling like I was worthless and all this stuff and then on top of that like I'm dealing with these feelings of lack of Mm self-worth while being like my feelings on worth are not super important right now there's a much bigger fight to be had so I also have to set that aside mm-hmm. and care for the black people in my lives right now and for the Latinx people and the Asian people and you know queer everyone everyone mm-hmm. and so I decided pretty on a whim I was like what uh, what 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 do, what am I good at so I was like okay I'm good at talking to people and oh, I have the privilege of knowing we're a number of it. artists we're getting to it baby I know a lot it. of artists and I have probably the most free time I will ever have in my life for the next, you know, six decades. Mm-hmm. And I am interested in exploring what it means to be a better white ally and to try to make a more concrete, like something beyond, obviously I was going to protest and stuff, but protests are also, oh my God, so exhausting. And you're literally just flailing against the man, these yeah. giant throngs of people. Just mm-hmm. begging for their voices to be heard. Yeah. And that was painful and so uplifting, but at the same time, really disheartening. Like mm-hmm. a super mixed bag of emotions. 
Anyway, so I was like, I, I really wish I could tell you why specifically this idea came to mind, but I truly don't know. I, you'd probably have to ask my friend Josh. I, I think I was FaceTiming him about it or something. But I was like, what if I made a zine? <laughs> I was like, that'd be kind of fun. I was like, what if, okay, what if we made like a, like a digital... I was like, how can we get artists to feel activated and heard and safe and at peace yes. and still in communication with Black Lives Matter, with the pandemic, with feelings of self-doubt, with feelings of self-hatred and just general anxiety and depression? How can we have an honest conversation about that mm-hmm. that isn't under the whole pandemic aesthetic? Where I'm not in Calabasas on my five miles no, estate no. being at home. <laughs> no, I'm not. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make a digital zine. Why not? So I made, and I also had a lot of money saved up from unemployment because I wasn't paying rent. Uh-huh. I was living with my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just commit and was like, all right. And I bought myself a domain quarantitty.city yes and i bought myself a premium subscription and that is how quarantitty the digital zine was born yes for people who do not know what quarantitty is and this is one of the reasons why i brought annabelle on the podcast during the month of how to love yourself in quarantine explain what quarantitty is quarantitty.city is a digital zine that seeks to uplift the voices of people of color, uh, queer peoples, anyone, any kind of person who has been basically failed by the institutions that run our world. I started reaching out to a lot of my peers, specifically people who were early career or might not be receiving the accolades Uh that they deserve for any number of reasons. And I was also really interested in reaching out to people who might not consider themselves artists or what they do artistic or artful. Which is such a thing that you, I think, are good at. You noticing people and mm. you seeing things in other people that maybe they don't see in themselves and kind of being like, you know, you're really you're really talented. Did you know that? Like you're just doodling and that's pretty freaking awesome. Yes. And, and they're like, Oh, and, and I think that's one of the great things. That's what makes Annabelle Annabelle is that she makes people feel seen and heard. So it it only is right. Really? It feels really, really good. Yes. It Mm -hmm. feels really good to feel seen and to feel heard and to have your work and your person treated with respect. And I was coming at this from the background of having been an actress that was absolutely dragged face down through the mud. (laughs) (laughs) How many unpaid plays have Mm -hmm. we done? Mm -hmm. And some like, oh my God, I was in a production. I will not name it. Columbia University. (laughs) That I was the definition of of a side. I I was guard number two. I was called in to every single five-hour rehearsal over a three-week rehearsal period. I unpaid, remember this time. It was a unpaid, dark time. And I would not be used. Such an abuse of my time. So mm-hmm. disrespectful to a fellow artist with the expectation that I am to be grateful 
because I was selected from the teeming masses of starving artistic mouths. Oh. It is so wrong to leverage someone's time, effort, yep. and energy mm-hmm. because they picked you. Go off. Go it, off. It pisses me off. But long story short, people prey on artists because we are supposed to be so thank Thank you so much mm-hmm. for letting me unpaid do your whatever of which most of the attention will fall on the organizer. You know, yeah. anywho, I was uh, sick of it. I was sick of it. Yes. <laughs> that, I, I think you just spoke for so many, so many struggling artists. That yeah. is super real. And that's a whole other issue in itself. When you just, when you feel like th- this is the problem with being a struggling artists in ways is that you feel like whatever you get. Thank you. Thank you. So, oh, oh, I, I will, I will do all. Uh, yes. Like, cause you're thinking opportunity, like I can show mm. my worth. And then maybe if I show Exposure. how, ta- yeah, I will be able to, someone will see it and they'll think I'm talented and it will move on to the next I, I will somehow be known for my excellence. And it sucks because obviously as an artist, you want to be acknowledged. You want to be recognized. You want to yes. be, you want your work to be seen. I love Annabelle's stance on this topic. It, and I think it all goes back to self-love. You need to know your worth and yes. And knowing your worth is all about, it's all about loving yourself. And if people, yes. specifically artists, but also people in general, if they love themselves, they will know that they are worth more than an unpaid gig that is going to waste oh. their time. Know your self-worth. That project yes. is not going to make you or break you. If you encounter something like that and you are a young artist, get out. Leave. Yeah. Yeah. You don't owe them anything. Anywho, so I came at yeah. quarantine with this angle of I will not, I refuse to let these artists feel like their time has been wasted, like their work has been treated glibly, like their time and energy are not deeply appreciated and honored. Mm-hmm. So the difficult thing with this and why I reached out to a number of most of the first volumes feature a lot of people that I know very, very well. Yeah, was because I had to, these people had to bet on the fact I didn't have the capital to pay people Yeah, right off the bat. And I told people that going in, always transparent as possible. Hey, you will not be paid for this. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do this, that is very, very okay. Yeah. You do not owe me anything. Right. Just because I'm asking you to be in my digital zine, does not, you don't have to reply. If you don't reply, I will never take that personally, particularly because I was reaching out to predominantly people of color and queer peoples during an extremely vulnerable time in everyone's lives. Yeah. So basically, I I had to ask people to trust me to Mm -hmm. eventually secure the bag. So while I was (laughs) running this digital scene, I was simultaneously doing really, really intense grant research, grant outreach fellowship stuff. It required a lot of trust on the part of people who were there from the beginning. And I'm really, really so indebted and thankful to the people who trusted me to do that. And I am so happy to say that as of just yesterday, Uh we actually got approved for our first grant. And so, 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 so exciting. 
Oh, congrats. It's beautiful. I I love that you did this because for me, what the things I started on social media, just blocking anything that was making me feel like shit about myself. And, yeah. and I think everyone needs to do that because social media has become such a huge that mute part button, of, baby. of our mm. life. Exactly. The mute button is great. Mm. Putting a timer on social media is great. But mm. when I would see Annabelle posts about quarantine, that was content online that I wanted to absorb and I mm-hmm. wanted to click on and I wanted to look at and be like, okay. Because it's really Ooh, just artists doing their thing. Yeah. Thing. And it's good to see it was nice seeing friends being supported and shown on this platform, but also I learned about a lot of other artists. So anyone who's listening, please check it out because so much fun. It It really is. is. I swear to God. Yes, (laughs) it is. And it's why I brought Annabelle on to this episode because I think that she did something really incredible during quarantine. And I know a lot of people um, are struggling to find inspiration to do mm-hmm. projects to take care of themselves. And I mm-hmm. was really proud, not only because she's just my friend, but for everything that Quarantity stands for. Mm-hmm. So I'm very proud of you. <laughs> and you. I'm so excited that you got the grant <laughs> and that you are able to expand it. Do you have any future plans that yes. you can look forward to? So what gets to happen now is this grant money is going to fund our first edition. It is going to leap into everyone's little, oh my God, I'm going to shed a tear, but everyone, <laughs> I'm literally going to cry. Everyone's oh. going to get to hold a little piece of what quarantine meant to a lot of artists and we're going to get to pay them. And that's so exciting. Oh. <laughs> I really love giving people money for their oh. time and for their effort. And um, <laughs> I'm just, Girl, I'm just I'm... so, I just want people to, uh, I want, I want the normal person to receive a concrete recognition of the vulnerability that they are showing to the world. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, I think it's so important. Art is so important. Oh my God. Give me like 30 seconds. No, I'll talk. I'll talk. I'll talk while you, cause now I have to gather myself. It's no, you have different. me tearing up, but it, it is true. Cause I think Ugh. that as artists, we just, we, it's we just really, take it. Yeah. We just take it. And it's really hard when you feel so passionate about something and it's, it, you, it feels truly like your purpose in life. Like I know I'm supposed to do this for people, but it is so hard to feel like it's possible to be fully yourself without having rejected from like, you know, 10 plus we've still got a lot of applications pending, but we got rejected from so many. And so urgent action fund, you have our eternal for looking at our humble our humble little quarantits and wanting to help us make something happen anywho so yeah so now every artist gets to be paid to make a zine and so everyone's gonna get to have a little zine and we're gonna get to sell that and any money made from the zine is gonna go directly into making another one we're just so so excited and so it's this big circle of love and it, it makes me so happy to just going to each of my, you know, friends and new friends. And as quarantine got bigger, I felt, you know, especially now that we've received our first chunk of funding, I feel a lot more comfortable reaching out to 
artists I don't know as well or have kind yeah. of admired from afar and to be like, hey, we've really got something going. Like, I swear to God, <laughs> like, right. you can trust us. Just seeing everyone mutually following each other and being like, oh my God, that's crazy. Like my friend from New York is like standing over my nail artist from San Francisco. The zine is not mine. Uh-huh. It is theirs because they made it. It is their art. If it weren't for them, mm-hmm. it wouldn't exist. I'm so thankful to every single artist who's worked on quarantine. I love every single, I would like lay my life on the line for any of them. They are such, oh my God. And like such a diverse. Yeah, no, it is very diverse. But yeah, I think that's what makes it so great is that you've decided to get so many different perspectives on art. We got, we got mixology. We got Uh art. We got digital, physical. We got artists. (laughs) We got everything. So much fun. Look at her. Look at, look at what you did. Look at what you created. It's so, I, it's a bit surreal. surreal. I know it is surreal for you, but it is so real for all of us who are on the outside watching and waiting to, to see the, the next volume and to meet more and more artists and to feel not so alone, which is, I feel like me and you share and what we're, what we've created in quarantine is that we've kind of created two different platforms for people to be like, okay, you aren't alone. We're all going through this together. Let's support each other. Let's support the people who need help and want to be supported because that creates community. Oh, it creates community beautiful, and also beautiful community. Again, if you are a white person, I am very white, who are a white person who's feeling guilty and really useless, instead of making it about yourself, having mm-hmm. those feelings, you can put that energy towards making some other people feel really, really good and then pay them because then- you should. And so, <laughs> And so if someone wanted to submit to it, how do they go about doing that baby girl you hit us an email at quarantitty mm-hmm. at gmail.com or you send us a dm okay and you will be you will immediately be in contact with anna smell the editor-in-chief and <laughs> i will try to make you feel as safe and seen and if you need help digitizing your art or turning it into a gif or you need help figuring out how to make your mp3 into a dot wav or whatever i've learned a lot she she knows she's got it all for you free of charge (laughs) and then if you would like to see the beautiful beautiful work that so many people have been doing in quarantine and working really hard on go to quarantity dot city then go to the contributor page Mm -hmm. and donate individually to one of the artists send them a dollar it feels really really good you're helping someone feel like their work is seen and valid and worthy of so quarantity.city at quarantity dot city. You heard it. Please, please go check it out. Please support my friends, but also support the artists and all support of their the work. It's so perfect that we I keep saying this, but it is really so perfect that we're at Annabelle (laughs) during the month of January because the month of February is going to be how to love yourself as a creative. So please support all the creatives. Support them. Artists are 
wonderful people. They express everything that people feel inside and they help people not feel alone and not feel lost. Yes. I am just, I'm so proud of you. I'm so, so, so proud. I'm so happy to have had you on. This is I'm so proud of you. Everyone go follow Beautifully Nasty. I love her. She's doing it too. She's doing it too. Yeah, we're just trying to figure out how to love ourselves in this really crazy world. And I, I love seeing Annabelle in this form. You are helping artists. You are an artist yourself. And by doing so, it's clearly making you happy and making you Mm. feel good and has given you Mm. inspiration and quarantine. And that is what we need to find during this time. Figure out what makes us feel good as ourselves and then start tapping into, I could do this. I could do that. Because it it all is possible. Clearly Mm. you have, you just had the idea randomly. I mean, not randomly, it was due to like everything that was going on in the world, but you had the idea and you did it. And that's amazing. Just do it. Believe in yourself. Yes. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Okay. That's a wrap for today. Make sure to follow Beautifully Nasty on all social media accounts, Instagram and Twitter at Beautifully Nasty Pod. And please email me at beautifullynastypod at gmail.com if you have any questions for us or if you want to be a guest on the show. Check out our website at beautifullynastypod.com for any updates. Make sure you subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. I'll be releasing an episode every week, and this month is all about loving yourself through COVID-19. We're all going through it. We got this together. Support the podcast, please, please, by rating slash reviewing on iTunes. That is much appreciated. And please follow our Patreon page. Check it out. I'll be releasing bonus episodes after the first 50 patrons sign up and you'll be entered into a giveaway to win a beautifully nasty sweatshirt where you will just feel so beautifully nasty and hopefully a little sexy in. (laughs) And you can find me on Instagram at Bianca Vitali with three E's underscore at the end. Just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the Beautifully Nasty podcast. Make sure that you love on yourself this week. Do something special for yourself. We got this. Have a great week.